Friends, this is a much unexpected episode, but I think it's also going to create some unexpected ideas on how we can normalize a situation that we never wanted to be in that should not be normal in the first place. We are talking, what does this look like right now with the coronavirus and the state of education completely up in the air? What do we do as teachers to be our best for ourselves so we can be our best for our learning community, so we can be our best for our students, even when no one taught us how to do this? No one prepared us to connect with kids in a remote learning environment. I'm simply going to tell you about what I did to prepare in truly less than 10 hours, when that unexpected news came, I frantically created something that I wanted to make meaningful for kids. And that's what we're going to do in this episode. So it's a little unscripted. It's a little unplanned. And that's exactly what we're facing right now. So let's do it. Only in our world is this normal. Hi friends, it's me, Monica Genta, and I'm really excited to be bringing you episodes of this podcast every week. It's full of tips and tricks, stories and strategies, celebrations and struggles, all from the real life that we are living every day. Welcome to This Teacher Life. You know, in the podcast intro, it says, only in our world is this normal. And here we are living in this world and this isn't normal. No day in our classroom on a day-to-day basis can we walk out and be like, oh, it was just kind of a normal day. It We never live that. But this is... This is just so unique and in, you know, if you're anything like me right now, we're we're like over a week into this from an educational perspective. I know it's been going on for much longer, but like even now it still doesn't feel normal and it shouldn't. You know, it shouldn't because this is this is not what education is supposed to look like. But we are constantly pioneering ways to make things work. So I thought truly the best thing to do in this episode is to just read what I did for my students. Um, This is not like a normal episode, but I just thought maybe if you got another idea of the angle that I looked at this from, maybe it would help in the weeks ahead as things are still completely up in the air. So I did not prepare worksheets. I did not send home textbooks. Um, My school is not set up for e-learning. Only about 40% of our kids have access to technology on a daily basis. So we were in a situation like, what what's going to be best for our students? And I knew creating packets of worksheets was not going to be best. Just today, I 
uh, was on the Twitter and two great friends of mine who are both leaders in education started a little bit of a Twitter battle with very different opinions on what teachers should be doing right now. Um, I'm not going to name names. I'm confident you would recognize both education leaders. But one was saying, do you know what we don't need right now? We don't need teachers creating packets of junk to send home with their kids. And the other education leader chimed in and said, actually, maybe we do need these packets to create some engagement, to create some normalcy, to give kids something to do. And as I read both arguments, I understood both of those. Like I get where both of those people are coming from. And so I don't think that there's a one size fits all. I think we as teachers know our kids best and we know our Um, the lifestyles that they have and their socioeconomic status and what they have access to. So I don't think there's a right or wrong answer in any of this. I think the only correct answer here is we have to do what we believe is best for our individual students. That's it. Like, that's the right answer. And so for me, um, for my middle school students, I have middle school and high school, but For uh, the particular group of middle school students that I have right now, I want to read to you, and I'm also going to show pictures too. I'll put a link in the show notes so you can see pictures, but I I truly want to read what I wrote, and this was, take this with a grain of salt because, um, man, I didn't think I, like, I've been so so emotional lately. I didn't think I was going to cry reading this, but this was me sitting at my computer reflecting on what my kids need and, like, bawling my eyes out in an empty classroom two hours before kids were coming to pick this up in, in quite frankly, an emergency type of situation. So here's here's um, here's what is included in my quote-unquote e-learning packet. So the front is a cover letter, and it says, Hey, middle school friends, first off, and most importantly, I want you to know I'm thinking about you and wishing you awesome. I know this is not really what we saw coming when we said bye on Friday, but we can continue the science fun together. Here are a list of things that you can do over the next few weeks. They're titled The Fabulous Five Science Activities. Number one, go outside. Observe the sounds and smells of nature. Spend 30 minutes doing that each day. Listen and observe everything that is going on around you. The goal? Keep a list of 10 things that you notice in nature. Number two, listen to music. Find a band or genre that you really like. Then listen closely to the lyrics. See if you can find connections to what they are singing, to what we have been studying. The goal, find one song that is about something that we have actually learned about in class. Number three, play. Have fun with your siblings. Do crafts, play board games, draw. Spend 30 minutes each day not connected to a screen. Get creative and enjoy some technology-free time. Goal, to laugh. Literally, that's the goal, to laugh. Number four, read. It can be a novel, a comic book, newspaper, picture book, anything. Spend 30 minutes each day reading something that makes you happy and is interesting to you. The goal, find a connection to what you are reading, to what we've studied in class. Five, create. Find something in your house, any object or thing in your whole house. Create a brand new purpose for it. 
What can you do with a spoon or a marble? Anything. Find an innovative way to use something that already has been invented. The goal? Think like a scientist to discover new from old. Then at the bottom of the letter, I said, that's it, guys. Stay awesome. Love you, Miss G. That's the whole letter. That was the whole letter. Now, included in that packet, I also have a few other things that maybe um, here in the coming weeks I'll share. Um, but that, that was five simple things that our kids can do that don't include a worksheet, that are still connected to learning and living, but it doesn't take a homeschool parent to lead those. I think us as teachers, we are, we're crushing it out there. Like we have created structures in place. If you have kids in your own home and you know, I've loved seeing the like from eight to nine, here's what we're going to do from nine to 10. Here's what we're going to do. But I think we have to remember that so many of our students don't have that. Like they don't have that. So we can't just assume that these kids are going to to have somebody in their home saying like, hey, guess what? It's math time. Hey, guess what? It's English time. Like we have to give them potentially open-ended things where they are going to kind of self-facilitate, which is hard depending on the age of our students. Now, normally there is a fun fact of the episode and I, I wanted to continue to do that because I think we need to normalize even things like this podcast episode. So the fun fact of this episode, this is literally like off the fly right here, is that Corona actually means crown. So it's referring to the, um, like usually the upper part of the body, like around the head uh and as i started thinking about this i was like you know who's wearing the crown right now teachers because we are being ultimately flexible and the amount of love and support that is getting poured out in the teacher community like you win like you are the kings and queens we are part of a profession that is crushing it And I love how just as a community of learners, we're coming together and saying like, I got your back. Your kid needs help with this. Like send me a message on Facebook. You're struggling to teach this to your kid. No worry, FaceTime me. I got your back. So like you're wearing the crown, boom. All right, so as another part of this episode, I wanna tell you about one other thing that I included in the uh, packet, if you will, for my students. I knew that a lot of my students potentially would not have access to fun. Like they wouldn't necessarily have board games at their house or activities, things to keep them occupied. Because the reality is you can only work on schoolwork for so many hours before you lose your mind. And so uh, what I did was I went to the Dollar Tree, hello, because I love it. And I bought a game or an activity for every single one of my students. So I bought crossword puzzle books, um, word search books, 500 piece puzzles. I got the the game left, right, center. I got uh, Lego kits. I got the dice game Farkle. I got decks of cards. I got all kinds of things, enough for every single one of my students to be able to pick something. And then I gave them a science and play 
project. So I want to read to you the directions because even if you didn't give your student one of these things, you totally don't need to because you can take this idea and send it to your students uh, via email and remix it or get this to your parents in some way because this is a really simple but super engaging activity. So let me read to you the directions that I put for the project. So it says, hey peeps, you know I love to create science activities out of games. Well, now it's your turn. The rules to this project are super simple and super fun. Number one, use the new game or activity included. So each kid got to pick one of these games off of the table during packet pickup. Number two, play the game or the activity using the original rules and directions. Three, have fun with it. Get your adults and siblings involved and enjoy the game. Number four, now create a brand new game or activity with the pieces and components of the game or activity. Then I gave them some examples like how can you use puzzle pieces differently? How can you use dice differently? How can you use the words on the crossword pages differently? How can you use Legos differently? Think like a scientist here. Number five, come up with new rules for the game and for the pieces. And then six, now play the new game or activity with your family. Then I gave them some questions to consider. So here are a few examples. What version of the game do you like better, yours or the original? How could you make your game better by using other items from your house? Also, why is it important to always be creating? So again, this is something where kids could take a board game or an activity or a coloring book or something that they already have in their home and do this exact same project. This is the epitome of STEM. It's using science. It's using the, te the technology of the pieces or whatever they have. There's engineering because they're creating and there's math because they could, they could actually use the cards or the dice or the words to create some computational component to the game. It's simple. It's engaging. It, it creates um, an opportunity for them to think outside the box and, and use creative juices and it takes very little prep for you, and it's something that they can kind of self-manage. So I'm gonna include the directions that I gave to my students for this um, in the link, like I said earlier. And I'm also going to include my cover letter. If you didn't have the opportunity to just connect with kids, or maybe you um, gave them a packet, but you're like, I was missing that personal component. Like I gave this, this packet of stuff, but I didn't actually do anything with it, um, then, then you can, you can still connect. It's not too late to send an email or to send a letter home or something like that. But I just, I know that right now is a scary time for us. And I want you to know that I've got your back. I really do. I am just really trying to find ways to make this engaging. Um, you know, two weeks ago, I hosted the Global Social Media Spirit Week, and truly thousands of teachers from across the world participated in this. And if, if you have ideas on things you need or things you want or things that would kind of spice up this time a little bit, do not hesitate to reach out. I would love to help in whatever way I can. If there's some sort of gap there, like, man, a lot of people are coming together and doing this or doing this, but like, I would love this. 
let me know. Like I, I would definitely love to just bring joy and bring laughter and bring enthusiasm to something where it's lacking a little bit, but rightfully so. And just to remind people that even though a virus can come into our country and take away so much, one thing that it cannot do is take away our identity as we continue to live this teacher life. Love you guys.